Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Funeral Bossing Podcast. I have been on a little bit of a hiatus. It has been a crazy second half of the year for me so far. Um, I started 2021 with the idea that I'm going to be recording and having a brand new episode every single week. And you guys know how it is. Life just throws its wrenches in your plans because it has its own ideas for you. So (laughs) thanks for sticking with me. We have hit over 7,500 streams and I can't tell you how proud that makes me. I'm so excited to hear, um, you know, feedback from you guys on the episodes that you've listened to. Um, It's also, it's very impactful for me to even you know, hear from you guys, like, my gosh, I can't tell you how many people just have sent me a message saying, thank you for doing this for this one family, or I experienced something like this myself, and I never knew anyone had uh, this kind of experience as well, something that people don't talk about, and, you know, so I'm glad, I'm glad that you guys can connect with me uh, when, with what I have to say, um, so many more stories, you guys, that I haven't even had a chance to share with you yet. So stay tuned. Today's topic is actually going to be something that just recently I had did an open topic on my Instagram for Funeral Boss Inc. And it's a question that I was really interested to see the responses on. And the question was, what do you think our industry is behind in compared to other industries like the tech industry, financial industry, uh, healthcare, retail. You know, we hear all the time, right, that the funeral industry is so old school. We need to get with the times and things like that. But I wanted people to elaborate. So honestly, I was a little taken back by some of the responses. I've thought, whoa, this is amazing feedback. And, you know, let's kind of go over it together. And then I wonder how do we improve these things, right? It's it's easy to always kind of escalate something, but how do you fix it? How do you change? And we have the power to implement these changes for future families, for future funeral professionals, and never underestimate the youth, never underestimate the power of social media. You guys, we can make things change. So um, let's go ahead and dive right in. So again, that question, it was an open topic on Funeral Boss Inc. on Instagram, and it was, what do you think our industry is behind in compared to under in other industries like tech, financial services, healthcare, retail? So one response was a lot. <laughs> But perhaps the biggest, in my opinion, is how different licensing is in every state, creating no uniformity and huge gaps in knowledge and techniques from state to state. Boom, like mine was blown when I seen that. And that was from Pink Her Society. She has a great point, you guys. I'm here in California. You know, to call yourself a funeral director is so different compared to other states where you have to go to school and be also an embalmer at the same time. You know, it's and what's interesting, though, is in California, I feel like you have more hands on experience than other morticians get in other states that are required to do all the schooling. So, yeah, definitely um, a big gap there. Um, Another one was, again, touching on education multiple levels, entry into the profession, the way we continue to educate ourselves once licensed, and the way we regard our knowledge from public like it's a secret. You're so right. And this came from deathed.ca. So, you know, a big part of, you know, guarding what we do in the death care profession 
because for the longest, it went away was kind of like a taboo topic. People don't want to talk about it. People don't want to know. But is that really the truth? Because you see some of these death care influencers, they have gone viral on these social media platforms because they're sharing the simplest knowledge on the basics on how you dress somebody, you know, busting myths that you guys hear all the time. Um, but yeah, it's you guys, we can't guard what we do. It's it's a very, very important part of the life cycle that people, every single person you met meet is going to have to deal with the passing at one point in their life. They're going to pass at one point in their life. Why not give them the knowledge that they need to be prepared or just even start that topic of discussion, right? Um, let's see, just moving on. Next one was technology. I can't even believe the audio equipment we're still using. <laughs> that was from Morticia Barbie. That's a great point. I'll give you guys some background on where I used to work. We had no audio equipment for the gravesite. And for the chapel, we had this tiny little mic that would always have like a horrible feed, you know, uh, an echo. And we'd have to be very careful. But yes, technology is a big one. Um, let's see here. Next one was self-expression in the workplace, better pay, um, and embracing social media. I feel like we could be using social media to educate people about what we do. The majority of the older people in the profession are either scared of it or refuse to change with the times. You are so right. Um, you know, I know some of the death care professionals who have put themselves out there and they literally dedicate their full social media platforms to answering questions from the public or providing insight on, you know, the day-to-days and the policies and procedures, you know, in death care. A lot of them get slack from other funeral professionals. Um, I know me, myself, with Funeral Boss Inc., I even got some heat for the idea when I first started because people didn't feel it was appropriate. So I totally understand, you know, there's two sides to death care, right? And the reason I say that is because you as a person working in the field, you are doing the day-to-day, you're serving your community, right? The other side of that is the professional side. It's all the behind the scenes stuff. And I always notice, you know, if you look at these third-party companies that are always wanting business from funeral homes, from cemeteries, they're always trying to give people information and they're really big on social media. They really take the advantage of the platform and they're trying to educate people on, you know, a couple of things that we've already touched on technology being one of them, you know, them in funeral homes embracing using their websites and uh, the flowers you can order on a funeral home website, all that stuff. You know, it's, it's something that's a part of change. Change does take time. But social media, I think, like it or not, is going to be one of those new norms that we have to embrace. And, you know, to kind of touch on that, of course, you always have to do it within a respectful manner, right? Um, There's some people that have posted things in the past that even I've seen where I'm like, ooh, they shouldn't have done that. And I think to always keep in mind the whole simple golden rule of what would you want, you know, shared about your loved one, right? So that's it. Just think of it that way. Um, let's see here. Another one moving on. I feel like everything is behind. Nothing is uniform in each state like other industries. 
upgrades the funeral homes with technology. Great point. Uh, let's see here. Because most of the excess funds go to the pockets of the owners and not into facility tech maintenance upgrades, and most definitely not into the pockets of the people actually doing the work. Hmm. Okay. Let's see here. One here. I talk about it all the time, but the lack of allowance when it comes to personal expression, like having tattoos or piercings or being able to actually show them. I feel like our industry is years behind the rest of the world in that sense. Just because people have body mods doesn't mean that they can't be good people or professional. That's a great, great point. You know, I again, but I come from California. I'm in Los Angeles. It's a melting pot here, guys. Like you could walk down the street and you see all kinds of different styles, self-expressions. It's nothing that no one's afraid of here. But depending on where you are, I can see this being a big problem. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, the funeral profession is always looked at as you have to be very formal, very professional. I know the funeral home that I work for, we weren't even allowed to dye our hair like a bright color. It was a big no-no, you know, so and we couldn't have a piercings. I, I remember I got my nose pierced at one point and I had to remove my freaking nose piercing because my boss was like, no, you know, so. I get it. I think it's one of those things that's underestimated as far as the families embracing it or wanting to know a backstory. It might even lighten the mood a lot of the time when, when families come in to make arrangements. Imagine them going through just a hard time and you walk in, you have all these cool tattoos and they're thinking, whoa, <laughs> and they maybe want to poke at you and ask you a couple questions. So I don't think it's as you know afraid of as the profession thinks of, especially nowadays. It's it's not as scary nowadays to have tattoos and piercings as it was back in the day. <laughs> and I totally get that. I'm with you on that. If I had my own funeral home, I would not mind my employees having even different color hair. I could care less as long as you serve the families uh, the best way possible. I think that's the number one goal. Um, so, you know, but hey, you guys, I'm confident that sooner or later, we're going to start to see that shift. And some may even have it now taking place. So if you've been a part of that movement of making, you know, tattoos and piercings be embraced in a funeral home workplace, cemetery workplace, awesome. I would love to hear from you because I think that it's coming. Uh, don't give up. Don't get discouraged on that, guys. Okay, let's see here. Moving on. I see a lot of responses on technology, technology, technology. Um, if one thing we learned during COVID was how far behind we were as an industry in embracing the technology, because it was forced upon everyone in the funeral industry to use Zoom to meet with families, uh, to have the live feed available for memorial services because there was such strict restrictions on uh, funeral homes on the amount of people that were allowed to attend a funeral. So I am sure the industry as a whole felt the need to embrace the technology. <laughs> and I'm pretty confident that a lot of these companies that are offering new services, a way for a funeral home to kind of set itself apart, uh, I bet you guys that they got a lot more phone calls uh, in return to their messages. Uh, let's see here. The one person said, technology, just because something's been done a hundred years the same way, doesn't mean we should keep doing it the same way for the next hundred years. <laughs> That's a great point, Nicole. Nicole O'Craft said that. That's a good one. 
Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, a student here. We have a student with some feedback saying, in regards to education, I think the mortuary science program, specifically at my school, needs to be more customized for those who don't want to be dual licensed or want to get into maybe managerial business accounting side of the funeral home. Like, don't bunch us into the same class and have all of us take the same exam. Wow, that's a really, really good point. Okay, let's see here. Another person saying, um, you know, the idea of just taking care of your people and adapting to change. Most of the people who have been in a funeral home are stuck there for a very long time. And it's not like you have a line of people wanting to work at a funeral home. <laughs> we hear you, Louise. We hear you. Okay, let's see here. Um, oh, this is a good one here. The lack of support for those in the homeless community. For example, unclaimed or unidentified decedents. Wow. So that was from Brandon Network. So, um, you know, what to kind of touch on that, um, I'll never forget. So, again, here. California, Los Angeles. The Los Angeles County Coroner is one of the largest coroners in the United States. And because it's such a melting pot, you get people who are passing through or a large homeless community. And they deal with, you know, unclaimed decedents. It was a huge issue years back. I'm going to try to find an article on it because it got to a point where they had to make um, new rules and regulations on the amount of time they were able to hold on to a, a decedent's body because of the amount of unclaimed persons. So I personally have never heard of an organization who is willing to help, but it's something that has been on my mind, um, you know, when it comes to that, because not every state has, I think, the help when it comes to that. I remember seeing even um, a couple, I think, YouTube videos. I, I'm trying to remember who created them. But there are some funeral homes that in their county, they're required to take a certain amount of cases per month or, you know, to cover that expense. And nobody's paying them back, you know, and it kind of could be a financial burden. So, wow, definitely a good point. Uh, Brandon Network. How do we change that, guys? Where is the support when it comes to unclaimed um, decedents? Wow. Okay, let's see here. Okay, let's listen here. Maybe we should revitalize and take our time presenting to the public. That's a good one. You know, we have these huge conventions, right, every year. Um, you know, of course, last year we couldn't because we had the whole pandemic. But um, this year... The NFTA is having their huge convention. And you guys, those are only allowed for people who are licensed or if you are in a student. But imagine opening that up to people interested in the profession or a way to educate people on a wider scale, right? Wow, that'd be great. Let's see here. One more here. Employee handbooks, healthcare, family leave, self-care, trauma, stewardship, paid internships. Well, that's a good one. Let's see here. Um, let's see. I found one here that I wanted to close with. Um, technology and automation. That's another one. 
Yeah, guys, these were really good, good answers. I was really, again, surprised to see how many people participated in the post. I thought it was so awesome. You know, your voices are so loud. You know, sometimes you may feel that nobody, you know, hears you or is taking your words to heart. But I promise you, all of this stuff is so important to share. Let's see here. Okay, this is a good one here. Uh, tech in terms of casketing decedents, keeping inventory of cremated remains and personal effects. Paper systems just need to go for the most part, in my opinion. I could maybe think of more, but I barely had my first coffee for the day. <laughs> That's a great one. This is Inner Queen Beauty. So again, yeah, getting off of the old paper and pencil mentality, guys. I know that embracing technology is tough, especially when you have a full plate in the workplace. But there has to be a way for us to work smarter, not harder, right? So if you are part of a big group, that has just, uh, you know, implemented this brand new process because it, and it's tech, technology driven. Try to embrace it. Learn as much as you can about it. Make it the new norm. Don't fight it. I remember uh, at the funeral home that I was with, they had at one point had created a software and it was how we were supposed to meet with our families. We now had to, in front of the family, sit with them and input everything into a system. And I remember being so upset about it. And this was years ago, okay? But this is before, I guess, technology was should, should have been like, very important. But I remember thinking it was so impersonal. And, you know, this isn't fair. This is rude to families. And why? It, but now that I'm older and wiser, it was so stupid of me. Because I did double the work. I would keep to my normal way of paper and pencil and then I would go and input everything in the system once the family left. And I was literally working harder. I was doing double the work. If I would have just been open-minded and embraced it, <laughs> things could have been so much smoother. And I should have looked at the longer, you know, down the line, the bigger picture when it came to offering a better service to the family. And, you know, again, working smarter, not harder. Uh, I think a couple things that I kind of that stood out for me that I was uh, thinking of was just making sure that you as a funeral professional, if you have control over this, having all the options presented to your families up front and equal. I can't tell you how many times I've come across funeral professionals who take it upon themselves to form an opinion for every single family they're serving. And every single family is different. So always keep that in mind. You can't assume their needs. You can't assume this is what they want. Or, you know, get too caught up in what is this going to cost me versus how can I implement this and then make sure that I am covered financially but giving my families all the options they need. You know, that's a big deal. Because now, especially nowadays, consumers, they're going to go and shop and look online for what they want. You know, you're dealing with a different kind of consumer. Uh, back in the day, you can only rely on families prior served. Nowadays, families are online shopping for the best price available. Um, they're looking for, they're looking at your reviews. You know, how has this funeral home served their families? Let's see what families say about them. I can't tell you how many times I would get a pricing call and people would say, oh, I read, read the reviews online. And it's like, oh, gosh, you know, imagine <laughs> serving a family and then you get a bad rap, you know. So it's just a different kind of consumer. Keep that in mind. 
But embracing technology, I think, is definitely my number one as well. I, I, I'm 100% on board with that. Um, the social media is huge. That's made me so successful at Funeral Boss Inc. Just extending my network to connect with people across the globe. It's been fantastic. And um, again, I've said it before, never underestimating the youth. The youth is so powerful. And if you have been doing this for a very long time, don't be threatened by somebody who's young and up and coming and full of fire in this industry. Embrace them. Let them be that way because you sometimes need a little push, especially if you've had some long days, some long nights. You need somebody to give you a little motivation as well. Um, I think another thing is um, not being afraid to, to embrace what you're doing and share any knowledge you can with the public. I think, again, Exhibit A, um, a lot of our death care professionals have gone viral on the social media platforms because they're sharing their knowledge and letting the public know what we do. And guess what? The public is loving it. And sometimes they have questions or maybe they had a bad experience that you can help put them at ease about. So, guys, Thanks again for listening to Funeral Buzzing Podcast. We will have another episode next week. I am back in action and I will be here to steadily deliver some brand new episodes for you guys. Have a wonderful week and we will talk to you guys real soon.